1000. Chicago's home for sports. Follow Chicago's home for sports on Twitter at ESPN 1000. Do, da, dippity. You can go with this or you can go with that. And you can watch us on Twitch, day or night, twitch.tv forward slash ESPN 1000 Chicago, brought to you this week by Alta Equipment. So there's a game at Wrigley Field today, a nice day today, 70 and sunny. Against the World Series champs, they won one zip yesterday. Uh, we'll see what happens today. Probably, it may be the case that the weather is the best part of the day at Wrigley Field today, Brian as uh, their game two against the Braves. Yeah, it's also nice in your backyard if you want to watch it. Yeah, put your TV Well, and there. then there's that, because, again, we talk about if you need to, to deliver a message of unhappiness to the uh, appropriate owners and the people, don't spend the money on anything. Of course, with of course the you're, logo spending or the money, spend you're spending the money on Marquee because and, you're paying a, a right. premium on your, your TV service. To See, get we don't have to do that on the south side. That's yeah, just, know. Yeah, you know. Yet. Yeah, well, no, you're right about that. It's 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 on the way. All right, Zach is in St. Charles. He wants to jump in. Hey, Zach, you're on ESPN 1000 with Xander and Henley. How's it going? Thanks for taking my call. Sure. And, you know, that's kind of exactly my point is that, um, you know, I was okay with the, uh, them training the core last year and especially seeing what they all signed for this year and how they're performing. But I did think I was always holding out hope they'd sign Story or Correa. And, you know, they do have a chance next year again to sign Correa, and I really hope they do. And the only thing for me, you know, as a fan, I really don't think they don't make it easy on us because, you know, like you were just saying, they took they took them off of WGN, and, you know, this being a couple of years ago, but put them on Marquee Network, and what are they doing with the money they made off of that? And are they going to use it to sign one of the top-tier guys? And, you know, that's where I get really frustrated because they, they're saving this money by not signing these core, our core players that want it for us, and then what did they do with it? So, well, well, Zach, you know, like Brian has said many times, think about this, right? The payroll is lower. They're still putting fans in the seats. And then they're getting money from the hotel and everything that they have built around Wrigley Field. You know, they're making money seven different ways on every fan, and the profit margin is bigger. So is it about the profit margin, or is it about putting a winning team on the field? Yeah, well, and I agree. It's got to be about the profit margin. But yep. for me personally, the only thing I can do is I haven't watched a game this year. I just listen to them on the radio because until, you know, if they sign Korea next year, I'll buy Marquee Network. Good for but you. Good for signed, you. That is speaking signed, with your wallet. You know? Yep. Yep. That's the only thing I could do. So thanks a lot. Yeah, I appreciate that. See, uh, you know, if more people could do that, nothing is going to speak louder to the Ricketts family, Brian, than kicking them right where it counts in the wallet. But again, it's a business model that seemingly is right where they want it to be. When when you reduce your payroll as significantly as they have, right, and you're still charging top five uh, average prices in all of MLB, sure, absolutely. and concessions are off the charts because you know I'm sure they're going to blame it on inflation like everybody else is. But the fact of the matter is, they're probably making as much as they would with forty two thousand people uh, with with a, a much higher payroll when they're making thirty thousand. I mean, against the Cardinals, that split doubleheader, they had, what, 64,000 people come through the turnstiles for the split doubleheader, yeah, right? Yeah, look, that is that is my point. If you are not happy with what's happening, but yet you show up and you stay in the hotel and you do the things around there that has anything to do with the Ricketts family and you spend money and you go uh, watch a game at Wrigley Field, you're feeding the beast. 
No doubt. You might want to think twice about it. Brandon is in Hawthorne Woods, and uh, we're going to get to that Jet audio. He talks about uh, his head coach, which is interesting. Here's Brandon joining us here on ESPN 1000. Hey, Brandon. Hey, Xander and Hanley. Uh, just driving, doing some errands, and, you know, was listening to you guys. Completely agree with you guys on, on the rickets and just wanted to uh, air my frustration because I think you guys will appreciate it. Like, Air it out. Air it out, Brandon. Do do you guys remember when Ricketts had the, uh, you know, when they initially bought the team and, you know, he he had this whole, you know, inspiring speech about how he was going to pour all this money into the team and, you know, it it was all about sustainable success? Well, I guess that's completely completely out the window based off of all the actions that the the man's taken. Like, you know – you you sit there and you set and you know as a fan you 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 look at it and you know the the first the first big piece is okay you know in in 2020 this guy points to hey we had we had physical losses due to covid and i'm not going to not going to not going to say that didn't have an impact cuz i'm sure it did but you know then, then the guy goes off then the guy goes off and he you know not only tries to acquire one of the biggest soccer teams in Premier League, but he also starts buying up all these properties around Wrigley Field. I've gotten to the point where if I'm in Wrigley, I just flat out refuse to go to a bar that, you know, the Ricketts bought out and, you know, flipped into something, something for their profit margin. Completely agree with you guys. If you're, if you're a Chicago Cubs fan and you're not happy with the with with where this organization is, don't support the Ricketts in their you know side business ventures. Don't go to the what they've got uh, you know they've got the hotel, they've got all these different bars and restaurants. Don't you know? Don't like you said. Don't feed the beast and don't let this don't let this hypocritical clown you know control you because. You know, at, at this point, it's clearly all about the dollar, which, you know, it looks like it was at TD Ameritrade or whatever company that he owned. But, you know, I'm, at, you know I'm fed up and I'm at the point where we, we just we just can't continue to pad this guy's pocketbook because it looks like that's all he's trying not, to do. Not unless you're happy with what he's doing. Brandon, thank you for the call. You know, uh, as Brandon was going through this, I thought maybe the Ricketts are a lot more smarter and evil than I thought. Because Tom coming in, giving the inspirational speech, spending the money, getting Theo, getting a World Series champion, knowing that that would build up so much hype, then pulling, you know, taking the foot off the gas pedal and doing what he's doing now. Pretty brilliant business wise. Well, I mean, think of all the goodwill that they built up, Tom in particular. And, and look, I've, I've dealt with Tom over the years. If you just met him the first time and, and you know, until this year, I guess he was accessible to everyone, including all the fans. He'd walk, he'd see him down in the seats, he'd walk the aisles, he'd walk up the upper deck. You know who that reminds so, me of? Rocky Wirtz. Yeah, and and I mean, even before they won the World Series, but certainly after, you could ask him anything. And he's a very, um, I, I, you wouldn't know he's a billionaire if you just met him on the street and started talking to him. He's just kind of a regular guy who happens to be born into a billionaire's family, and now he's a billionaire. That said, you didn't have to... The the whole idea of tanking for the second time in a decade. We we talked about the Cardinals. They haven't had a sub five hundred team in like three decades. And that's St. Louis. That's not Chicago. Exactly. You you chose this path, okay? Yep. And now yep. you can't yes, tell have. me how long it's going to take to get back 
the Theo's sustained success is out the window, and, and the window's closed by too. I mean, so you know, the, you chose to act like a, a small market team, not even mid market, and yep. you, you're not. They, they talked about uh, Jed talked about uh, spending intelligently. He didn't say that he was going to have the bankroll to, like Theo did to spend. I hope every time you spend something, it's intelligently. Spe- like yeah, just- spending intelligently tells me that you don't have a lot of money to spend, it's, so you just amen. hope to do the best you can with the little that you have. Yeah, and Tom promised that they had enough pitching for this year. Well, they don't. And, you know, God bless, they signed Marcus Stroman, and he, he endeared all the fans off-season off lead into the season with his Twitter love and can't wait to get there and rah, 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 and now he's not available and he wasn't good enough when he was healthy. Yeah. And say a Suzuki, we don't know. But the fact is, there's not enough there there. So when Jed doesn't want to talk about timelines, just, you know, Kyle Davidson doesn't want to talk about timeline because he doesn't have enough to build around. Jed should have never been in this spot. And Tom Ricketts should have never put his team in this spot. You should have been adding. And look, you can argue that Chris Bryant wasn't worth whatever he was going to get paid outside of Wrigley. And Rizzo turned down more money here than he got. And, you know, none of them are, are having all-star years. I get all that. But you could have been keeping the level of success and, and keeping that goal where it was, which was postseason baseball year in, year out, like Theo said. Always knocking on the door and knocking the and, door And that's exactly what Cap said the other day. There's no way this team should have dropped as far as it has. This is Chicago. This is the Chicago Cubs we're talking about? Here's they're that. Fifty-eight or they're fifty-eight and one hundred four in the last hundred and sixty-two before yesterday's win. It, I mean, that's obscene. It is. It is obscene. Here's Jed. Uh, we promised this audio. Here's Jed on on uh, the performance of his uh, coach, David Ross. I think he's done a great job. Um, he's the same person every day. You know, I think every conversation we have is about how to how to, how to make us better. Um, you know, so I don't, I don't see any, any issues with him whatsoever. Um, you know, it's difficult. I, we've had um, you know, some, some of the matchup stuff we had planned out, or some of the you know, platoons, or some of the things, things that we had hoped for, you haven't materialized. So there's probably times he's not getting the matchups he would want, or, or things haven't lined up the way we probably planned. And so, um, you know, been playing with short bench a lot of times, you know, because of injuries or you know. Um, Hands being tired, and so he's had to stay away from guys. So I just think those are the things that, um, understandably, um, fans don't always know like who's down, who's injured, who's available, who's not. And so um, I know those things, and so I know, um, you know the various constraints he's had to work under uh, because of our injuries and things like that. And um, I think all things considered, I think he's done a he's done a great job. I mean. He's frustrated. I'm frustrated. We sit there at night and, and talk through it, but all the conversations are really productive. You know, the last problem we need to talk about is what David Ross is doing. He's a, he's on my I don't know list. I mean, you know, Jed has called him a rock star in, in the last year. And but you know what I mean? He, we can't even get there. There's so many other no, issues that are bigger. No. We can't even get there. That's my point, Mark. I don't know how good a manager he is because he's not managing important games or high leverage games. He's not making right. right. And, and and the fact that Jed wants to say it's all injuries, no, he's he's managing. I don't even know if it's a triple A team. That might be an insult to triple A teams. So I don't know how good. A, I don't know if he's a rock star. I used to do a injuries regular, happen. It's more of a mash unit on the south side than it sure. is the north side. And, and, I mean, I, you know, some of these guys and your guy Nick Magical is hurt again. Um, he's your guy. He's then. your guy. No, no he's hey, my it's guy a hot potato. You possess that hot potato on the north only side. Only when now. he's doing something, and it's really been snapshots of that. But um, my point is that 
I don't know. David Ross was a great segment on, on a radio show with us every week, and he was terrific, and he had great insight, and I thought he could be a great manager someday. But I don't know if he's a great manager because he hasn't yeah, had Yeah, this tools. is no way a test for a manager. You're going to exactly. get any sense out of who they are as a team leader and how much they matter when you have a situation like you have on the north side. I don't think he's Dale Swing. I mean, I, I think he's got. I much think we're. I, yeah, I think we can safely say that he's a, a better, a better he's option got, than Dale Swain. Yeah, I think he's got much a higher ceiling and baseball IQ than some of the guys who've been at the end of the Cubs bench in the dugout over the years that I've watched over the decades, and they've had some real winners. But I don't, you know, I don't know if he's a rock star. I don't know if Jed's a guy who can get that next great Cubs team built. Like he, had, he, God bless, he's got confidence he's going to do it. I'm like, well, what else is he going to say, Brian? Yeah. (laughs) You know, uh, what else are you going to say? 312-332-3776. And that last audio talking about David Ross, he got a little Matt Nagy on us. I kind of glazed over. (laughs) It's like just a lot of, you know, he could have basically said, look, he's doing as best as we can, as he can with what we've given him. Next question. We've given him crap on a stick. And right, he's and he's, he's yeah. doing the best he can. Yeah, and, and you know, and, and I will say this. So, so everyone, we're, he, this is frustration on my part. Sully said it was disgust, and I'm disgusted too. Um, they are a national punchline right now. Even Stephen Colbert, yeah, started at Second City, and I believe is now the the head of the board at Second City, trying to revive uh, Second City or or keep it on its legs. So he's he you know spent a lot of time up here on the north side, probably a lot of time in Wrigley Field, but he took a cheap shot. And, you know, David Ross has been given Frank Schwindel the ball in late innings in those really lopsided games, just not to to tax a bad bullpen anyway. And Stephen Col- Colbert had some thoughts. Yeah, we're going to hear that uh, after break, and and it's all the rage it has been for a few years now. Too many position players being thrown in. I get why. But these games are so lopsided. I don't want to see Josh Harrison pitch. But I had the privilege of doing that when I saw that in person, that lopsided uh, White Sox-Red Sox game on the south side a few weeks ago. 312-332-3776. We'll hear the Colbert audio and take your calls here on ESPN 1000. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Facebook at ESPN Chicago. This is ESPN 1000. Uh, baseball in Chicago. Good, bad, ugly. Little good, lots of bad, lots of ugly on either side. 312-332-3776. Brian Hanley right there. I am Mark Zander, and we've got uh, a call to take before we get to this Colbert audio. You're right, a national punchline. That's not good, Brian. Not when you won a World Series and you're supposed to... That's the standard. How long ago right? was that? Uh, uh, six. Yeah, six, going, years? six on going on 20. That's a, I don't know. Yeah, well, right. Might right. be the only one I see in my lifetime. I don't it, know. It, it, it may be. Just, you know, just be thankful you got one, Brian. Is that what they're trying to sell? Yeah, I'm free. 312-332-3776. Jim in Aurora jumps in here on ESPN 1000. Hey, Jim. Good morning, guys. Good morning, hey. guys. Hey, hey. Brian, uh... You know, you're saying Jed's not calling it a rebuild. He won't. He's going to have to at some point here because going into yesterday's game, they were tied with the Reds, who aren't even trying. Dead last. Uh, The Pirates aren't even trying. They're a couple games ahead of them. They're not even trying. Well, if the Cubs are trying, 
and these other well, teams aren't, then both of these guys better be on the on the hot seat. Well, Jim, as so, we talked about earlier, the idea that they're not calling it a rebuild is just insulting to fans that know better. I don't understand why he wouldn't use that word. It is what it is. Is he trying to keep a secret that everybody knows? You know, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Thanks, Jim. Yeah. Uh, it, it is. It, it's so ridiculous. That is. The, that's what I talked about from the beginning. Sometimes it just feels like they're talking down to us, like we're just that dumb. It is a rebuild, During and, the, a, uh, and a really crappy job of a rebuild. I might add. You know. So the, uh, yesterday on Twitter, uh, someone tweet, tweeted at me when I was voicing my frustration and disgust. That um, with the tickets, some tickets you get a free beer. Now I remember during when Theo got here initially and brought Jet in, and, and they you know did tell you it was going to take time, and you know he was looking with dual lenses and big picture and all that stuff, and we all bought in because he had done it in Boston. So why wouldn't you? Um, they did start doing something I'd never seen at Wrigley before, where if you bought a bleacher ticket, you got a free T-shirt and a free beer. And I know they've got the, you know, four hot dogs or whatever. I, I don't know how much they're doing that to entice people to still pay the top five ticket price by giving a hot dog or a Coke or, or a beer. Well, those but, are, yeah, I mean, those are cheap, obviously. Yeah. They're still making money well, the on it, even cheap. though there's a special price. Yeah, so I don't know if they're doing that because I'm not interested in buying any tickets. And by the way, did you see StubHub? Their whole system's down. So... Yes, it's going to take weeks, and the Cubs have been hit hardest. They're changing their whole platform, and they're doing upgrades. And right now, Cub fans, season ticket holders can't post their tickets. They can't sell their tickets. Some of the tickets before had a glitch where they were selling them twice to different people, and now they're taking the whole damn thing down. And so, so they're going to have to hit the street like it's nineteen seventy five and sell them. That's what I was thinking, Mark. You're going to see the guys. Hey, hey, got a couple. Who needs two? Who needs two? Who needs two? Clark and Addison. uh, you, know, you don't see bucks. that that much anymore, no, but you know you now the streets are going to be flooded. You're going to have to walk through 20 people trying to sell you their tickets. Remember that? And you would go to one guy and he's like, uh, I need like 50 bucks for you know each of those. It's like, like, hold like, on, you know, hold on, hold on. And then over run here. over to the other guy and say, what, yeah, what's your price? It was like down at the Board <laughs> of Trade. You had guys you know, trying to you know, bid and sell. But it's going to be old school. I thought the same thing. You're going to have poor season ticket holders are going to have to go to Wrigley and pay the overpriced parking to sell their $8 tickets. <laughs> What a mess. What an absolute mess. 312-332-3776. All right, Stephen Colbert, you know him from CBS uh, for a couple different reasons this week, but we'll focus on this one right here. Uh, had a had a little fun at Cubs fans' expense and a certain player on the uh, Chicago Cubs. Yesterday saw the slowest home run pitch in Major League Baseball history. See, the Chicago Cubs were down 17-3. to against the Yankees. And after burning through four pitchers, the Cubs said, screw it, and put in first baseman Frank Schwindel, who threw this 35-mile-per-hour pitch. Roberts tried to bring in a position player. High fly ball off the bat of Higashioka. Did he get it? Oh, he got it. Now, now, I'm no baseball player. And neither, apparently, is Frank Schwindel. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, that uh, he's right. You know, uh, well, Windy City. So much for that. No, 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 I get that's it. I get fair. it. I get it. But it, look, they they use anything for the entertainment of their television audience. Right, and, and he's doing he's doing the weak arm thing when he said, "I'm you know neither am I. Yeah, I'm no baseball player, but neither." Swindell is a career minor league guy who's, who came up and, and can hit the ball in the ballpark. He's taken it for the team every time he goes on the mound. And now, by the way, he's hurt maybe because he's out there throwing pitches. Did, was often. it really 35 miles an hour, though? It, it was the lowest velocity home run pitch in, since StatCast has been keeping these. The other one was like 42 miles an hour. I think Cap so, didn't Cap and uh, some of the ESPN players here go out and uh, do like a – Speed pitch thing last summer. I think capped through faster than thirty-five miles. Yeah, an hour. they were, you know, yeah, and and I think Jay Hood said he could hit like a, a ninety-mile-an-hour fastball, and they're, you know, they. I don't know if he did or didn't, but the point is, Schwindel's out there doing something that he shouldn't have to do. No. But now, he, now he's a national punchline, but really, it's the organization. The the once great, you know, Theo built Chicago Cubs, which was the worldwide story at the time. It's now a, a late-night comedian talk show host taking a shot undeservedly so it, it the, you know i'll take shots at tom ricketts and maybe even jed all day um but leave that leave and schwindel has well we know why that happened i mean you know taking a shot at an owner is not fun but uh no you know there's but, nothing funny and, about and, that well, it's absolutely have, true but with what happened i get it and that you're showing your fandom well, they didn't have video of Tom Ricketts telling Jed not to spend money. So they, right, they, and that's the thing. Right. And is that really funny? No, that's just the well, cold, and, hard reality. And, and Frank Schwindel is not a cornerstone to any rebuild, and I'm not even sure Ian Happ is. But, he, you know, he was asked about it, and he's a very earnest guy, and he's, you know, he's gr- been a grinder to get to, to the major leagues and to stay here, whether he's relevant moving forward or not. And, and he, you know, he was asked about it. He was hurt. Yeah, you know, I... I hate the I hate the fact that we've gotten to this place, and this has been a few years now. I remember talking to Fred about this, you know, that we're a position players, and then what happened with your mean Mercedes? And I mean, could you say the same about Schwindel? Why why did uh, why did that player swing on him and take him yard when he when he obviously is not a pitcher? But then again, that's what you get when you throw a pitcher in. Yeah, or a I mean, position player in the, the batter shouldn't take it easy on you. If, if you're going to be if you're going to be bad enough, where uh, Frank Schwindel has to take and throw a 35 mile an hour pitch, then he said he sat back on it because the, you know he's he was always told to get as far back as you can on a pitch like that, and he connected. I I, I don't you know don't go easy on him. If you're going to have to have uh, Schwindel pitching, then. Go ahead and no, I totally rips. agree. I totally agree. It's just, I, I mean, it, it makes a blowout even worse to watch. Well, as soon as that to, happens, I walk away. I'm done. Let's let's listen to Schwindel because you know, again, the guy's just doing what his manager's asking him to do, and now he's hurt, and maybe it's because he's been pitching as long as is also playing for space. Someone said you were in cold air last week. Yeah, I didn't appreciate that one, but uh, <laughs> you know, I'd like to see him do it. <laughs> Well, he's absolutely yeah. right. I mean, uh, you know, it's easy to make fun of, but it's just not entertaining. Once once a position player comes in to pitch, no. neither fan base is like, "Oh, this is going to get good." I, I was. This goes back in the wayback machine. Uh, so Larry Bittner, B double I double T. I, I watched the game as a kid. I watched I was, it. I, yeah. I remember it well. I and and so he got ejected right because uh, I think he let up a home run or two, and then he threw inside and hit somebody. And he got ejected, and back then the fine was like, I don't know, 200 bucks for getting ejected. It was automatic. 
the the bleacher bums actually took up a collection and paid the fine and brought it to the clubhouse to pay Larry Bittner's fine because I remember that yeah, happening. Yeah. I mean, was it the Expos? Just, Were you at the game? I was watching it, I okay. think. Uh, yeah. 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 That but I mean that that's you know, people understand that these guys are just going in there right. because that was a rotten Cubs team too. And they've been Right. I would imagine that nobody is like, okay, I, I, coach, I'll pitch. Nobody yeah. wants to be in that position. No. Nobody wants to. Here, one more call before we get to the break here. And uh, this is talking about uh, position players, pitching. Carrie in Glenview jumping in on ESPN 1000. Hey, Carrie. Hey, guys. Have a question if you have heard this. I can't remember where we did, but when position players go in to pitch, they mostly throw batting practice speed. So they are told, back it off a little bit because yeah. everybody's going to crush it if you throw, you know, batting practice speed. So I'm wondering if you've ever heard that. And that so would he took be an a little something off his why... fastball that would have clocked in at 60. So. <laughs> yeah, if that, maybe over yeah. 50. You know, I'm not sure, Kerry. Thanks for the call. Um, it, it would make sense. I mean, look, the other day we saw, uh, who was it that pitched for the Sox that jumped in? Was it Harrison again? It, it may have been where he struck somebody out because these players are seeing that it's like a beach ball coming at them at yeah. under 50 miles an hour and they st- swing through. It doesn't really matter what they do. And somebody was making a joke about uh, Roger Clemens, his son, who plays for the Tigers, was on the bump. Uh, in a, another blowout situation, and uh, people thought that he should have done better because he's Rocket's kid. Then somebody else said, well, if he really tried and got hammered, then he would look worse. So if he's not trying so much and he gets hammered, you know, nobody's blaming him. Who Did he have blood on his sock? Uh, was that Clemens? No, that was Schilling, wasn't it? Was it Schilling? Oh, yeah, okay. it was Schilling. Two dopes. I, th- I think so. <laughs> yeah, right. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Back at it. We're going to bring up the Bears for just a little bit here as uh, it's Hanley and Xander up until 11 a.m. where uh, Peggy and Dion take over. Then we get to White Sox leak, a weekly with Connor McKnight at 1230 here on ESPN. We've got that uh, game against the Astros today, and the uh, start of that is at 310 right here on ESPN 1000. All of that coming up. Follow Chicago's home for sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. This is ESPN 1000. Hemi and Xander, ESPN 1000. Summer's here. It's all about baseball. But we haven't forgotten about the Bears. They're in camp Thursday. They had camp and uh, Coach Eberflus had a couple things to say here, Brian. And um, we're going to get a feel for... How you his track shoes on? Have you gotten your track shoes on yet? Do I have mine on? He's telling everyone, "Guy, have your track shoes on." There oh, you go. oh, Both shoot! I have sandals on. All right, <laughs> that's not going to fly. No, 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 no. They are not going to let me suit up if I have my fancy sandals on. No, you get you get your mind right. What kind of uh, flip flops you got there? What, what I ain't got flip flops. I got sandals. They're nice, oh. uh, covered. Uh, I don't know. They're called the uh, Keen sandals. They're, Keen, yeah, they're, they're fancy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but yeah, he, he's big on the, the camp's not going to be the place you get in shape. You better be in shape because you're going to have your track shoes on. We're going to be running. So, he, I mean, everything he says is, you know, is it's not word salad. It's like they've already been docked an OTA like about half a dozen other teams because they're doing drills that you physical drills that you're not supposed to be doing. 
So you kind of like the edge he's got, right? Well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's uh, that's what the Bears were built on. You see what Butkus had to say about Aaron Rodgers? No. I saw that. He, yeah, I saw he, that said, he, he said something about if he were on the, the field when Aaron pulled that, what he pulled in the, uh, you know, I, I, I blanking own you. Own you. Yeah. He said, what I would have done, I would have been arrested for. Yeah. Yeah. That's always he good would've. to hear Dick. Of course he but would have you know ripped said, off his head. He also basically said he, he couldn't watch the Bears the last couple seasons. So, And I wonder why. All right, here's Coach Eberflus. Uh, I, would just, I would just say the culture, the team coming together. I feel most comfortable with that because, you know, we're able to look each other in the eye and tell the truth, and it's okay. And it's okay to be wrong. It's okay to be right. But we're starting to feel that with the whole group. And it's just honest communication, man-to-man, face-to-face, no problem. And and uh, that that's encouraging because you have to have that as a team because uh, you have to be close that way because you're going to have adversity and you got to be honest with each other and you and look at it and say and step forward to the next step and keep taking the next step. So um, that's most encouraging to me. So they uh, they've gone through four or five six game losing streaks each of the last three seasons under the previous regime. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that adversity again, year one of uh, of a rebuild that polls won't begin to tell you how long it's going to take. But well, if you're looking at it with a critical eye, or or, or know, if you're listening eye, to Lewis Riddick, yeah, I mean, yeah, that they're the worst team in the league. That's it. Period. End of story. Um, will do you envision, given Eberflus, given uh, Getzky coming from Green Bay, the aforementioned Aaron Rodgers, now he's the coordinator, the play caller here. I mean, I I think in Vegas there's still six and a half over under on wins if you're betting today. I don't I don't expect them to win eight games, but I don't think they'll go on stretches where they lose six. They you know I think they'll be they can lose three, win one or two. They'll fall into a win here and there. Yeah, I just don't think this coaching staff is going to lose them to the point where you know the guys are just going through the motions and <laughs> committing stupid penalties I would and undisciplined play. Yeah. I would hope not. That's not a lot of t- a time to lose a team. But, you know, uh, one guy who wasn't there, Robert Quinn. Now, can you help me out with this dope? Um, last, last season, 18 and a half sacks, franchise record, earned his money. This year is uh, scheduled to make $12.9 million. Now, the first year after signing the, the, what, $70 million contract, $30 million guaranteed, he was a no-show. I mean, he was out there. You didn't notice him because he wasn't sacking anybody. And he was banking the money, and it was a complete bust of a season. And then he talked about getting his mind right and being in a better place and blah, blah, blah. It seemed to work. Okay, and now he missed the voluntary workouts, the OTAs. He missed this week, which were mandatory, and he's going to get fined. But when you're going to make $13 million, who cares? I, I don't know. I mean, is it just he doesn't want to be part of the rebuild, and he want, he's forcing their hand to trade him? Is, it, is he just a mercurial-type guy? I don't I mean, I want to like the guy, and obviously last season shows hey, what he did last season, we all want to like him, but you're right. Showing up for, for work, isn't that just a basic requirement? And, and showing the, a younger team how it's you know how, how pro approaches things, even though you're not going to be a Super Bowl Yeah, team. but you know what? You know what? Fred soured me on that a long time ago. I, I brought that up, and he said, you know what? A lot of players just don't care like you want them to. They don't care about bringing up the next generation. It's all about them. 
okay, well, how about care doing your job and showing up when oh, you're I supposed agree. to? I agree. I'm not disagreeing, but the point is, yeah. you know, how much he maybe his mind ain't right again. I, well, I just don't want to make that the guy. I mean, I, I don't. I mean, obviously, he's got talent. He's a hell of a football player when he wants to be. Right. But when you're signing a, a five-year, $70 million deal that's guaranteed $30 million, you know, it can't be every other You would year. show up, wouldn't you? I know I would. Oh, for love. I mean, good. Give me the half. You know, give me the point nine. Give me the point whatever. You know. <laughs> right. If there's a million after it, are you kidding me? We'll both show up. Yeah, here's uh, Coach Eberflus on uh, on Robert Quinn or or not Robert Quinn. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't have emotion uh, with that either way. I'll be honest with you. Um, you know, when Robert's here, I'll talk to him. Him and I'll sit down and visit man to man and we'll go from there. Really. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man-to-man. That's going to be a tough talk. But how yeah. tough can he be when somebody can, you know, just blow off their responsibility, not worry about the fine? Obviously, yeah, it's it, not it, impacting him. And, and what's the reason Paul, why he's not there? He said Paul's in the staff are in contact with him. I would hope so. The guy's AWOL. I would hope someone at least picked up the phone and or texted him, called him, whatever. But I just don't get it. I mean, I want I wanted to really embrace this guy. And last season... I was like, okay, maybe you know, he's he made amends for the year before, but not really because he was still making double-digit millions when he didn't decide to show up. Um, you know, I don't know when you trade him, and then the dead cap money is going to be like twelve point five million. So he's just putting him in a bad spot. And why don't you just decide you're you know you decided you want to be part of this when you signed the contract? So now why don't you live up to the terms of the contract? Yeah, it, it's a real disappointment. And, and the talk about, you know, do we keep him? Will we get more in return for him? But as as you said, you wouldn't you wouldn't get a second day draft pick for him. You wouldn't. And, and, mean, and that's a shame based on his performance last year. But now we know he's not showing up. So what is he really worth to us? Well, I mean, so he's if he's if his game is to force your hand to trade him, you're not getting much in return. You're going to have dead cap money, mm-hmm. and you're going to have to f- find a team that can afford the rest of that contract, which, by the way, has, what, uh, three more years, including this season, left on it. Right, and chances are that's what he's doing. We'll have to trade him. Who knows what we get for him. Somebody will be out there willing to give us you know, a few footballs, whatever, whatever the currency is. But we'd rather have him playing at the top of his game, right? Yeah, Agreed. absolutely. Yeah, I mean, you know, the the offense, and we'll hear from Justin Fields, the offense isn't anywhere near to be ready at this point, and yeah. he's just he's a matter of fact about it. But at least he's out there and, and working with the guys, and there's some, you know, again, it's it's June, and everyone's positive about everything and everybody who's out there trying. Um, but Justin Fields knows that they got a lot of work to do, so. Uh, no. <laughs> ready for the season to start. Um, you know, I'm – the type of guy to you know like to know that I'm prepared. So um, right now, I'm just being honest. We're we're not ready to play a game right now. So, um, uh, but and when that time comes, we will be ready. So right now, no, I'm not ready to play. Quinn is uh, Quinn is subtext compared to what we're looking for from Fields. Yeah, and hopefully, hopefully this doesn't carry on with Robert Quinn. But that's what we want to hear from our quarterback. He's he's not ready. Season doesn't start today. That's fine. You know, we just hope to see some kind of forward motion, no matter how good or not good the Bears are, to see some sort of improvement with this new regime. That's my bar. It is low, but we've also been told don't expect the world in season one. 
but go ahead and expect Justin Fields to improve and see that. And you can sit there and say, okay, I see it. I can see, you know, I can see the talent there. I like you. Every time I hear him talk, it's, it's, it's reassuring. Yes, yeah, it's refreshing. We've got more from him. And this is, a, as a matter of fact, on him getting better. I mean, I think, you know, for me, it's just not making the same, the same mistake twice. So if you make that one mistake on a play, just don't do it again. And, you know, if you, you know, ultimately keep getting better, keep growing, um, you know, we'll, it'll, be, it'll be less mistakes each and every day. And, of course, you'll be right where, right where you want to be. So, yeah. Well, that's the basic premise, right, on anything. Just don't repeat mistakes. And that is naturally how you get better. So you're, you're right. He's saying all the right stuff, but we are here now. We don't know if we have Robert Quinn. We don't know what the season is going to look like. We're just in uh, camp. But we have, we have hope to see something better than we saw last year, somehow, some way. And we'll hold and on to that hope. That's all we he got, was not, He was not wearing sandals. So that no, be, no, no. He, well, got the, he got the hey, message. Look, look, look. If I, if I had that, uh, that salary... I'd show up and I'd wear appropriate shoes. That's all I'm saying. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. And the Fitbit. Uh, and the Fitbit. Yes, and the Fitbit. Yes, and, and my get outfitted steps Fitbit. In the sandals get my in steps the in in the sandals. They're comfortable sandals. We're uh, back to wrap up that uh, poll and set you up for Peggy and Dion here on ESPN One Thousand. Don't forget the White Sox taking on the Astros. Let's not make it a blowout, boys. Today. Uh, unless you're going to blow them up. And uh, that game time's 310. The, uh, we got White Sox Weekly with Connor McKnight following Peggy and Dion at 1230. All of that right here on ESPN 1000. ESPN 1000. Chicago's home for sports. Follow Chicago's home for sports on Twitter at ESPN 1000. Xander here at ESPN 1000 wrapping things up in this segment. Peggy and Dion coming up next at noon. I mean at 11 and then at 1230. You've got Connor McKnight with White Sox Weekly here on ESPN 1000. All right, before we get to that poll, we're going to wrap up the baseball poll. Brian, we've got uh, our buddy, Bear Fan Bob. Always an intelligent take on the Chicago Bears. Hey, Bob, what's up, buddy? Hello, Robert. Gentlemen, good morning. Good morning and happy Father's Day to the both of you. And back at you. So, long story short, you know, at the end of the day, I'm so sick and tired of the pace and naggy excrement show, I could just about throw up. If a player doesn't want to be here, and I don't care who they are, okay, it's called growing pains. Trade them, get a good water boy out of them, and call it a life. Yep. All right, let's get some players on this field who actually want to play for this guy. What I'm seeing and, and the bits and pieces that I hear coming out of Alice Hall, that uh, this guy is actually trying to put together a football team that uh, actually wants to play football hard and in the correct way. And that's what we all ask for. Proper execution, the right player being on the field at the right time, players, oh, my God, tackling somebody, that sort of thing. And I think we're going to see some of that this year. I don't think they're going to be all win all that many games, but I think they're going to be in it, and I am hopeful. Guys, that's what I got to say. It was a great show. Have a good day. Thanks, Bear Fan Bob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know, Bob's, Bob's got a great. He's got a great point. I mean, that's all you ask for as a fan. You want In players Chicago, that want to be there. That's it. Chicago right? wants to see guys who show up and give it their effort. Why? And, because we would like to be in their position. Forget about absolutely. the money. Wouldn't you like to play? Wouldn't you like to play for the Bears? If you're yeah, a sports like, fan, if you're a Bears fan, of course you would. And the sad fact is that Robert Quinn is much more valuable to you on the field doing what he's capable of doing, sacking right. the quarterback, than he is forcing you to trade for nothing 
uh, because of the contract's onerous and you're going to get, I don't know, a fifth-round pick for him, something like that. You need him to want to be here right. for the next three years doing at least, I'm not saying 18 and a half sacks, but if he was good for nine or ten sacks, you would take it, right? Brian, but, it's, like, it's like a uh, relationship gone bad. If one of the people don't want to be there, adios. Oh, yeah, Goodbye. Yeah. It's enough. Yeah. That I mean, is I've, enough. I've known people who had a divorce, and because of whatever the financial constraints were, they actually lived in the house for the next year and a half. Maybe it was the pandemic. I'm like, how does that work? You know, you were miserable enough. I can't that actually, I, yeah, I, no, I can't imagine it works well. And it's not like, you know, it was like a two-flat. One lived, you were actually sharing the entire space together. Yeah, not fun. Ooh. Not Ooh. not fun. Well, I don't think uh, I don't think Quinn lives with Eberflus or or Poles. <laughs> so at least they I don't think, have that. I think at, at thirteen million a year, thirty million guaranteed. I think he's I, got his own place or several yeah. of he's them. Not with his parents in the basement. <laughs> uh, well, we'll see how this whole Quinn thing shapes shakes out. But uh, Bob's right. You don't want to be here. Just uh, move on down the road. The Bears got to get rid of anybody who doesn't want to be here. They've got to get players that want to be here. Now, let's uh, head to this uh, ESPN Twitter poll we have at ESPN 1000 today. Simply put, which Chicago baseball fan base have it worse? Fans for the Chicago White Sox, and that's obvious. You've got problems on the field. You've got injuries. You've got potential that hasn't been realized. Have we been sold a bill of goods? All of that. On the north side, you have, you know, Jed seemingly saying, hey, we're trying to compete or we're being competitive and you're not. And you're the one that's seeing a triple A team and they're not going to, uh, you know, admit that it's a rebuild, but it's the worst kept secret because, of course, it's a rebuild. Which fan has it worse? We go to Jake Kent, our uh, producer. Pretty close. Today. Yeah. Uh, what, what's it look like, Jake? Yeah, Who's I think this is the closest we've had in poll so far. Um, and the White Sox take the cake with 52.6%, and okay, the Cubs are a little close. behind with 47%. Well, and you can understand why it's close, right? Uh, you know, White Sox fans it, feel it's like last year we looked at it and said, oh, my God, next year it's going to be so incredible. It's not as good as last year. How does this happen? Injuries are part of it, but how much a part of it, we don't know. And and then the whole Cubs situation, you saw this coming, yet it is a, a crime to let the Cubs it's, it's to worse sink than you to expected. this. To, you're right, it's, way worse than you expected. And it's a crime to let the Cubs sink to this level. Being a major market team, being the Chicago Cubs, one of the storied franchises in all of uh, Major League Baseball. This is not the Arizona Diamondbacks. No, I mean, what, the, the, the uh, Broncos just sold for $4.5 billion dollars. Right? What do you think the Cubs would go for? Even if they're trotting out AAA guys, just it's amazing when you see them go up against the Yankees. All you have to do is look at that profit margin, and that's oh where gosh. the value is, right? I, I'm, they they'd have to be worth north of five billion right now, and the and and, and the Ricks bought it for what eight hundred ninety million or something like yeah. that. So hey, yeah, if nothing me. else, they're good business family. Yeah. Miserable we may not like it. Yeah, part, we yeah. we may not like what they're doing to our baseball team, but they know how to navigate business. All right, Brian, it's uh, it's been a slice, as we used to say in the '80s. We'll do it again well, tomorrow. 
Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bulls got a draft coming up this week, so maybe who's your guy? Who you got? Yeah, we'll talk about that. Uh, Peggy and Dion next here on ESPN 1000 and go White Sox take in on the Astros game time 310 this afternoon here on ESPN 1000. We'll see you tomorrow.